On today's show, we're picking up with part two, the role of women in the home and the church. We had some good discussion in part one. We're going to continue the discussion today. It's going to be interesting. We're going to try to get to the bottom of it, right? How do women fit in to the home and to the church? Believe it or not, people are still having conversations of what this looks like, how women fit in. You know what? Let's see if we can get some extra, extra movement on this discussion Let's talk about it. Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fused Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss topics that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and join us on all of our social handles as well as our website, fusedmarriages.com. I'm loving the glasses look. I'm, um, the glasses are, 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 are complimenting you quite well today. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And okay. you look sharp, sir. I like the, the bold red. Try to, you know, yeah, yeah bold. Yeah, it's, it's 2024. So, you know. Hey, happy 2024. Step out, do something, do different. Yep. Do different. Do hey, different. that's a good saying. That should be our saying for the year. Do different. Do even different. though that's not grammatically correct. We can. How, which, how, how are you supposed to say it? Do differently. Do di- Oh, see. Y'all just got an edu- okay. Y'all got an education, English education today. I'll go with do different. Do different. That just sound like, you know what I'm doing? Do different. Does it? Is that, does it sound? <laughs> it does. It does. It does. Okay. Well, we are um, we are revisiting a topic mm-hmm. that we didn't really get to finish um, on our last episode or the, the one before our recap. So I'll kind of let you introduce it. This is um, kind of what you conceptualize. So I'd love for you to, talk, to speak to that. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, um, if you guys haven't seen it, we did an episode at the end of last year, and it's talking about the women's role in the house and in the in church. Um, that was part one. Um, if you haven't seen it, check out in the description. You can click the link there to check it out. It'll catch you up to where we're at today. Mm-hmm. So we ran out of time in regards to which what we wanted to cover in part one. So we want to pick it up again in part two. We think it's that important to really maybe dig a little deeper. Um, we had some additional conversations after the camera stopped. Yeah. So we said, you know what? We need to go on and just kind of continue the conversation. Maybe other people can have, you know, benefit from what we're saying and what we're even questioning or asking as well. Sure. So um, that said, please let us know your thoughts as we continue this dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, like so many of our programs. I think this is a really important one to talk about, particularly um, as it regards those that are engaged in the church. Yeah. And um, I mean, we mentioned the church, right? But people, I would think either in church or out of church, right? Some people at, at home are dealing with this, right? May not deal with it in church. True. That's true. Could be dealing some of these topics with, you know, we're saying maybe the suppression of women in a way that, you know, it really is not, should be something that, that should be done. Right. right. Um, and I know it ha- we know what happens in the church. We know what happens at home. Yeah. So we think this can, you know, cross both paths, right? If you will, we'll mention a lot of things that maybe happen in church, but I'm pretty sure it definitely happens at home That's too. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. With that being said, we'll, I, I'll kick it off. Um, we, we had, we had a few topics that we did cover in, in part one. We won't cover though. We talked about the women uh, being the weaker vessel. We had a question mark on that. Not that they are. It was a question mark, right? And we had a discussion in part one. So if you want to hear that topic, go to part one in the description. You can check that out. But what we're going to jump in today is uh, at least pick back up on on submission, right? Um, and really, we're going to jump to the idea of at least a question is uh, submission. Is there, and not me phrase that, is there a hierarchy, right, in regards to how we should operate 
as a family? That is a question. I can go first on my response, but that is a question that maybe some people have, right? Mm-hmm. Have have inquired with each other or other families or kind of just wondered, right? Is there is there a hierarchy? Um, and I'll give my answer. I'd love to give your thoughts on it because I think the, the perspectives matter, right? So me as a male, I give it from my perspective. I have my lens that I look at it, which hopefully is fairly accurate, but it could be could be wrong or different. Sure. And you have your lens and experience of life experiences that, that you actually have as well. So my perspective that there is a hierarchy mm-hmm. um, and the hierarchy is um, it's almost like, in my opinion, God give, get, gave us a template. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a husband and I'm going to talk about just from the men's standpoint, I will not touch on the women as much. I'm going to say that for you. As a husband, I think God puts us puts a lot of responsibility on on us men. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of us men, we love the title. We don't like the responsibility or we ignore the responsibility, Mm. right? Because what I believe is that God has appointed men, let's say men in this case, talking about husbands, Mm -hmm. as the head of the household. We put that in quotes, head of the household, right? I think there's a template of why he, he says that because part of it is that, you know what, us as husbands, we're supposed to be that template for what God looks like, right? Um. And then people want to use the submission part, people, men want to use the submission part as really kind of the verb, but they don't understand really the noun that goes with, okay, what does it really look like to be to be a husband? Mm-hmm. My role is to be God-like to you, to my children. I'm that template until, until at least my children, right, get to the age they can understand what God is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I'm your covering template of what, and on earth, of what God's supposed to be doing to, within you spiritually, right? So with that being said, I believe that there's a hierarchy of saying, okay, if I'm as a husband designed to be God-like, which I'm literally willing to lay down my life for you, my thoughts, my ideas, my cares for what you need of what my kids need, what my family needs, then that's, to me, that is a, is, is a good person or a good way of looking at, okay, this is a head of household. This is what... Hey, the hierarchy looks like, right? Um, and I know that can be controversial because that we can go a lot of different ways on that. I will stop there and let you kind of chime in on, on on your thoughts on that. Okay. Um, I think you said a, a lot of really interesting things and some in, some really important things. I think one of the things that you that I really like that you said is you distinguished what it means to lay down somebody's life. Um, I think a lot of times when we talk through that we only think about death. Like we think like, I would be willing to die for you. But life can be that, is that kind of that ongoing, that ongoing thing. So it's not necessarily just death. It's, am I willing, you said to lay down like thoughts or goals or, you know, wants in any given moment. So I think that that's a distinction that people don't necessarily make when they think about um, what it is to sacrifice one's, you know, life, particularly when it comes to marriage. I think we think about it when we talk about our children, like I'd be willing to lay down my life in terms of my time or my want. I'll get up in the middle of the night and tuck my son in if he's scared or Mm -hmm. um, I will forego, you know, going on this trip to put my kids into such and such camp or whatever it is. Um, But when it comes to my spouse, we don't necessarily look at what it is to give one's life, even at Mm -hmm. the altar. Like, okay, 
through sickness and health check, they're not going to get really sick. They're always going to be relatively healthy through rich or poor. We're never going to be really broke, you know, like we'll be okay. You know? So, but when it comes to those things, then there's a, like the gasp, like the, Oh, well now it, now it looks differently. So when we're talking about, um, what it is to submit and what it is to be the head of household. I think the ideal example, and I think this is where it gets sticky for, for me, maybe some women that are listening, maybe some men, I don't know. But um, I think it gets sticky when we start talking about how submission is actualized in church and home and community and whatever, like in work, you call it like, oh, they're being insubordinate. Like what, what, how, what, what is that? And I think that there are, you know, micro um, adjustments based mm-hmm. on household, based on personality, based on ability, um, based on trust. And I think so much of it is really trusting because I think the ultimate biblical example, and we talked about this off camera, is, you know, wives that we do submit. That's the ultimate. But that was disturbed from the beginning, you know, like from the garden, the idea that the husband covered the wife that was destroyed with Adam and Eve. So this idea is something that we are striving for, but it doesn't mean that it is ultimately the easy thing to do or that it is the always actualized thing to do, because if so was done, then Adam would have covered his wife in the garden and he didn't. He blamed his wife in the garden. He didn't say, you know what? I messed up. It was me. He said, no, it was her. She's the problem. And I think from then on, from then to now, this idea of submission, the the men foregoing responsibility, but wanting accolades, like saying like, mm-hmm. OK, well, it's not me, but you still have to do everything that I say. And that's the way often it's been actualized for at least um, women that I know um, and things that I have seen. It has not been what you are saying. And I'm blessed to have you cover, but a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people have that. Yeah. I'm going to pay the bills. And that's my, that's the ultimate covering. That's the ultimate. I pay the bills and you do everything I say, or I pay the bills and you're responsible for this laundry list of things. And I'm responsible for going to work and coming home. And I, and so the way that it happens in homes and in churches and in communities and so on is not this idea of what I think the original God idea of submission was where it is, I'll lay down my life for my wife. Mm -hmm. And I think that therein lies the problem because I don't know that many men understand what it really is to lay down one's life, but they still want the woman to submit. Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's so true. Like I said, I try to speak from the the male perspective, at least what I've seen, what I understand and how, Mm -hmm. how I would maybe try to, just put a little, I mean, some different in, insight on it. Um, I think, you know, my my role as, as a man or as a husband is to, to attempt, right, to create an environment that you can thrive in. Sure. Right. That's that's my ultimate goal. And is that easy? No. Is that that come with sacrifice? Yes. Right. That comes with a lot of different things with me trying to to accomplish that so you can thrive in. And then with the hopefully then that, you know what, you do see me as the head. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if you see me pushing to try to create that environment, even in my flawed state. Mm-hmm. There, it makes it hopefully easier to tolerate maybe when the, I do fall short as I am human. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think us as men, we often, you know, and I'm used from a biblical standpoint, but I think it applies to whatever. But, you know, when 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 the scripture says God, for, for God so loved, right, the world, right? And we, we kind of picture 
or place our love into our wives or to our families that he gave. Right. And a lot of times we look at we don't we don't put love and gave in the same context. Mm. Right. Us, I'm saying us as men, husbands. I'm not can't speak from the wife standpoint of that. Whenever we're loving you, we should be giving something. Right. Mm. I mean, I mean, that's part of that is giving up something. Right. God gave his son. So go ahead and try to, you know, meet that. And I saying you will You have to give up uh, your son or your thing. But we have to give up your time. Yeah. We have to give up some of your thoughts. If you give up, even if you're, if you're right, we have to give that up sometimes. Yes. Right. That's that. And that shows, I think, in various ways that, you know what, my love is real. Right. If I'm willing to do that and that's hard to do, I'm not going to say I'm a template or I know how to do it or I get it 100 right 100 percent of the time. But if that is my target, Mm -hmm. you're going to see something in me differently than maybe what you've seen everybody else is dealing with. Right. All right. So the whole idea, I think, if you're going to be a good husband and you're going to incorporate submission into part of your relationship of how you see your household should be run be ran Mm -hmm. it should be you know what giving has to be part of that Mm -hmm. um without giving i think it's going to be hard for submission to even be used in a way at least in the context that we think it should be used in in a proper way yeah i think um you said something really interesting even when we're off camera you distinguished between the idea of giving to and giving up Mm -hmm. and i think when we join together we have to give up something. It's not just like, because I think sometimes we say, well, I gave you this thing. I gave you this gift. I bought you a, a car or I bought you a bag. Like you should be happy. And there's no, what did it cost me outside of the purchase? Because obviously our purchases are equivalent to the amount of life we're able to give up, right? So if we spend, if we spend, make $7 an hour and you it costs you, you know, 30 hours, then that's the amount that this bag cost wasn't just monetary. It was life. And so to equate, I'm giving up an amount of my life um, for, for you. And that life extends monetarily. It, it, it extends for my will, you know, like what I want to watch on TV versus what you want to watch on TV or what I want to buy for the house versus what you want to buy for the house. So there are, are, there should be this giving and taking and understanding what that means in terms of what I'm giving up to make sure that you're here. But I think from um, even what women experience from a societal perspective, as we're talking about what happens in the house and how submission is reflected in the household, we also have to look at what happens in the world and in the places and the spaces that exist outside the home, because in those um in that women have also had to kind of be forced to quote unquote submit to a system that doesn't necessarily honor or give to them. And that's from how I've studied. That's where even the feminist movement was born out of this idea of I'm pressing against the thumb being on me because my rights are limited and what I'm being offered is limited as a woman. And we still have those conversations. Like even when um, I remember when Hillary Clinton was going to be president or was, um, you know, up for being president of the United States and the conversation was still centered around her gender. It was still about, yeah, but she's a woman versus, well, these are her qualifications regardless of political um, ideology it's still something that we talk about. We're still talking about women being the first. This is the first woman to do dot, dot, dot. And so we have to look at it from a reflective standpoint of why now in this season, are we still talking about 
the the gender of the woman being before her um, in a negative sense. Like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with celebrating being a woman or even being a man, but the idea that now this is a limiting attribute. And that's what, when we're, when we have conversations about submission, it's so often equated to now you're limited. Now it's not that you're covered like what you're saying. It's not that now um, you're being looked after or you're being protected. It's now you're actually being exposed and there's something that's innately wrong. There's something that you can't achieve or that you cannot be based on gender. Um, And I think that that's what happens in the home as well or in the church that based yeah. on your gender, you are not able to, and not even able in terms of like the office, like you don't have the mental capacity or the emotional bandwidth or whatever it is to achieve. Only I do because I'm a man. And then that's what we're, that's what we're fighting against amongst one another. It's capability. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, I think it's fair to say we are we are different, right, as men and women for the sure. most part, right? Yeah. Um, the attributes of a man are typically different from the attributes of a woman, typically, right? right? Um, I think the extension of what you were just saying about dealing with outside of the home, if we can get the home part right, maybe some of that will start filtering out once you get outside the home. But I think because of the home part is so skewed and messed up and women should be in the kitchen and men should be doing this and this and the other, do what I say then that just transfers from what I'm seeing and noticing outside to the world, right? To the workplace, to wherever you're at, to what you can and what you can't, can't be. With that being said, I'm just going to go back to at least initial question of what um, we were talking about initially was about the hierarchy, mm-hmm. right? And just so we can, and maybe we come to understand, maybe we don't, but like in my mind, hierarchy is necessary. Mm-hmm. How do you see, is it necessary? So well, let me say this, without hierarchy, I believe you get chaos. Anarchy. <laughs> you get anarchy, right? Everybody's trying to rule. Everybody's trying to submit, whatever it is. Everybody, I mean, like, there's no definition of how things are, are, are able to, to operate. And I can use the example of we talking about, you know, a CEO or going to a business and you have an experience with a bad manager. It doesn't mean you need a manager to go to the new place. Mm-hmm. You just had a bad manager maybe two or three, some of us, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Had bad experiences with managers, but it doesn't negate the fact that a good manager is needed to guide. A good shepherd is needed to, to lead people to, uh, to, to, to a direction, right? If we're looking at a managerial kind of, kind of role, same thing I look at it with a household or with good leadership or with say a, a husband is that the hierarchy in my opinion is definitely necessary in the context of that, you know what, that person's leading from the right heart, right position, right mindset, even in their flawed state. Yeah, I can, I can. Your voice got high when you said that. Yeah. yeah. I said that. People, you, people I, are like well, kind of question me say, yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. It's because you said the manager part. Mm-hmm. So if I am to kind of take a corporate example, okay. I think that it is important like there are certain industries that can be run with co-CEOs. But I think that just for us to be equal, to say that we're equal in this sense, what is the gifting? Like what distinguish who makes the final call? I think that the ultimate biblical example is certainly like, sure. Like we referenced earlier. Yeah. Ideally the man would be capable, you know, mentally, emotionally, they'll have a, a an amount of emotional intelligence. They'd have an amount of um, understanding and um, empathy. And um, I, so, so that would be my ideal example. 
so that somebody can operate in the capacity of CEO and somebody's operating in the capacity of COO and somebody's, you know, operating in the capacity of CFO and all of these, obviously, is, even though I named three different roles, we're talking about a husband and spouse, but that you would be operating in the area of your gifting. And I don't personally have a problem if that lands on your shoulders, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. But for me, a better example might be like a government system, like we talked about anarchy um, and hierarchy. If we look at, you know, a lot of monarchies throughout history, there was always kind of an overthrow of this. Not always, but you look at bad leadership. People want to have a voice. They want to be heard. They want to be considered, even if it's like, okay, the king's going to make this decision um, the, the, they have to take into account how does this decision affect everybody? Mm-hmm. Um, and so conversely, if you look at a Republic where, or, you know, democracy or whatever, where we have multiple branches of government and that allows for a system of checks and balances where you might have veto power as the president, but you have to bring that information over to Congress and there are votes that happen and there are, so the, the weight, um, varies among these these different branches so that nobody has ultimate power. I think it's the the axiom um you know absolute power corrupts absolutely. So thinking okay is this does this mean absolute power because I think a lot of times what happens in marriage and in society and in community and when we think about the word submission it becomes a power position. You have power over me and I have no voice. And that's so often and so frequently it happens in the church and the home, as I've seen it as a woman, is that now I have to be silent in the home because you're the man and you make the rules. As opposed to there's a system of checks and balances where certainly you could be president and I can be House of Representatives and the Senate. You know, like I can be I can be it all um, or whatever, you know, like just thinking about it mm. in political terms because I like politics. But considering. um Considering what that looks like, if we actually were to operate in a system that considered both both people and what happens when we are partners, real partners, when one person really is looking out. And in a lot of political systems, it isn't that. And in a lot of households, unfortunately, it isn't that. Somebody is disgruntled because they don't feel considered and somebody isn't covering um, and they're frustrated or resentful. So- I'm going on and on about that. What, do you, what are your thoughts? That's no, just no, I, I was just, I was listening. I was trying to just, just contemplate all the all things you were saying. It sounds like, and this is me, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when the word submission is, is used, hurt is also tied to it. Yes. Like it's they're almost like mm-hmm. you can't separate, them. separate the two. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be hard to have a discussion around it with the hurt tied to it. Yeah. Because I don't think the, the, the true word of submission is where, you know, was intended to have her tied to it. I agree. And in order to have, I think, maybe some healing or some understanding or even greater discussion, we gotta figure out how to untie that. That's really a good observation. Just how to how to how to, how can we and it's I think it's and it's like it's not a one time discussion. It's not a you know, but to bring some awareness of saying, okay, if I have to submit, whether it's to, it's to a manager or to a husband, whatever it is, right, I have to submit to something. Because even as culturally, we had to submit. We got some, we got some pain that goes around with that, right? Over the four hundred years that we've kind of come through, we like, you know what? I ain't bound to nobody mentality, right? As mm-hmm. a culture, we have that. 
mm-hmm. right? Because it's hurt tied to how it was used. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think similarly in, in our marriages, right? I think in women in particular, they hear that word and there's pain that's been tied to that or hurt that's been tied to that. And I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how to answer that, <laughs> how to untie that. And it, mm-hmm. But it's a serious discussion that needs to be kind of understood maybe a little bit. I think that's a great observation. I think there is a lot of pain um, historically tied to tied to submission um, and even currently tied to submission, how we how we have to deal as a black woman in particular have to deal with microaggressions and have to deal with tight labels Um, like, okay, what kind of black woman are you quote unquote, what kind of wife is she going to be? Is she this or is she that? Mm -hmm. And so I think that part of that healing um, is having conversations like this is acknowledging that it exists um, and then trying to do something about it. I think that that's, Saying like, okay, this exists in marriage, mm-hmm. for example, as we're talking about here. Okay, the word submission has been an, a, a term of abuse mm-hmm. in, in marriage. How do we make that for our marriage not be it? Because we, and maybe that's the only thing that we can do is say in, the, in our home, what does that look like? And then talk to other people mm-hmm. about what it might look like for their home. And then we have those conversations that, that bleed out into the streets, as you were right. referencing earlier. And I think the same is true as we talk about women in the church. Like there is a lot of pain and, you know, anger is, you know, the other side of hurt. So looking at like, okay, if we, if we were to have these kinds of conversations in churches where we were, where we were heard and where there was an opportunity to do something different and that opportunity was actualized, then this, then the idea of what it looks like to be a submissive wife, quote unquote, or um, to operate in the church at large, then we would be able to really um, see us um, what the word love mm-hmm. and give and honor and submit really mean. No, that's that's that's, that's pretty powerful. Thank you for it, just for sharing that. Um, I'll do want to kind of transition a little bit if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. And I get my thoughts on, I know there's been discussions in some circles, right? We're talking about um, just women involvement in church or in the home. Mm-hmm. There's this term and it's typically Christianese. You kind of turn me onto that word, Christianese <laughs> term, uh, Proverbs 31 woman, mm-hmm. right? So, and, and from what I've heard, I, I haven't experienced this personally, but I, I went and read it and tried to understand it from the context standpoint. And when I read it, I said, okay, that's a good template for someone to strive for. Mm-hmm. That was the, that's without anybody digging in it too much and kind of pointing me in any kind of direction. Um, that's what I took out of it. I said, Hey, this is a good template. Okay. For a woman in this case, it's talking about a woman, but just it's, it's, it's a goal. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mark, right. Of, mm-hmm. Hey, can this, can a, can I, can a woman achieve these things? Can she be this? Mm-hmm. Um, but to counter that, there's been, you know, and people and people love Proverbs 31 woman. I sure. see shirts around it, this, that, and the other, um, support it, but others don't. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind, as we close and kind of give some thoughts about, okay, the ne- not the negativity, I want to end on a negative note, mm-hmm. but give people understanding, okay, of maybe some some of the things that need to pull from and maybe in, in trying to move beyond the negative. I don't think the Bible is meant to be negative. But too many times people have made it like, if you ain't this, 
right. then you know what you ain't what you what you need to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the the Bible is to do this. It's supposed to be pointing back at at you, right? First, mm-hmm. right? What type of husband are you being in this case? Are, are you a husband that can you know fulfill this woman with, with all she's doing? Mm-hmm. Are you capable? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it are you desirable in that way that she she's doing a lot? Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, just talk about that a little bit. Um, at least from the other side, a lot of people don't know, aren't aware, and may need to be, you know, just be healed from the mm-hmm. aspect of what that what that means. Yeah. The Proverbs thirty one woman is a whole show all yeah. by itself. Um, but in brief, Proverbs thirty one is a chapter in the Bible. It's the chapter is the thirty first chapter of Proverbs, and what you said was accurate. That it is a goal. It is something that you shoot for, um, and. It has also been used as we talk about women and submission and abuse. It has been used to show women what they are not. And so, and even by women showing women these, you should check these boxes. But if you look at the passage itself, it's really a mother talking to her son and telling her all the things that he would want her to have in a wife. Just like I would do for my son. Mm-hmm. I want you to have this and this and this, and she's this and she's this and she's this and she's this. It doesn't necessarily mean that one woman can encompass all of these things, not even simultaneously, because it is a lot of things that this this Proverbs 31 woman is all at once. And so what happens so often um, for Christians and for believers that are trying and striving to be this Proverbs 31 woman is you feel defeated because there are so many things that you are not. And so often the church has said, um, often men, this is the kind of woman that you should want. And so women try to be that thing, unable to attain or to be, mm-hmm. and then feel I'm not, I'm not good enough. And men look at women and say, well, you're not good enough because you're not all of these things. And so it's, a, it's, been abused. But as you said, I don't think that that was the intention of the Bible at all. As a matter of fact, Jesus talks to the Pharisees and the Sadducees because they're using text to beat people up and tell them that they're not good enough. And so he comes to say that this is no longer the measure. As a matter of fact, he says, love is the measure. And to kind of wrap it up for me is I think that love is the measure. I think when we talk about submission, when we talk about biblical practices, when we talk about goals in marriage, love is the measure. And the more we love, the more we give. The more opportunity I want to give to my sister because of how much I love her. The more opportunity I want to give my brother because I love him. The more I want to give to my children. The more I want to give to my spouse. The more I want to give to my community because my love is greater than even their fault. It's greater than their gender. It's greater than where they might go wrong. It's greater than the offense. It's my love that I have for them. So that's ultimately what I think submission is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be mutual submission, you to Christ, me to you, so that we show one another the kind of love that is divine. Drop the mic on that right there. Hey, love is it. Hey, if you're doing any kind of correction, any kind of discussion— any kind of conflict, even like, you know what people, like you said, use the Bible, this, that, and the other. And if it's not drawing people to love, we should question it, right? Mm-hmm. We should question it. That's all I'm saying. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We would love to hear from you on this topic. We appreciate your insights. I appreciate you for even considering this topic, Um, but we definitely want to hear from you. Um, Make sure that you connect with us on all of our socials, um, as well as checking out our website, fusedmarriages.com for more content and resources. 
Let's talk about it. Like a Tristan.